So maybe I could, we could have Kai go go first. All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's great to be with you. And uh, I'll be sharing one of my favorite Jesus moments with you. Um, for me, it was a really easy story to pick. Um, and I'm super excited to share it with you because I've never shared it with anybody <laughs> except the people that went through it with me. So uh, you guys are the first. Um, but, and I'm going to end up reading it because like, I'm very forgetful. And, uh, <laughs> so if it sounds scripted, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So my Jesus moment, uh, is not as much about anything spiritual I did as it is about how mighty and loving God is. Although my story today is quite short and seemingly simple, it really highlights the character of God. So it was a rainy, overcast day this past March. I was at school finishing up my senior year of college. I was on my way to pick up a few brothers. We were heading to the church to have one final Bible study with Jordan, a guy we'd been studying with the entire school year. This was also a day we were planning to baptize him. Therefore, there was a lot to be joyful and grateful for. However, I was not feeling joyful at all. In fact, I was quite frustrated. It seemed like the world was ending. It was the dawn of the age of coronavirus, and it had just officially been declared a pandemic the night before. I had just found out that our school would be closing indefinitely. It seemed like one moment everything was happy and comfortable, and then without warning, the world was changing and nothing was certain. The constant rain certainly wasn't helping my mood. Um, as we approached the church, I exclaimed, oh, I wish I could just see the sun for five minutes. We continued driving. Everyone in the car started talking about how poor, how poor of moods we were in due to school, uh, coronavirus, among other factors. We also started talking about how we should be filled with joy because this was the day of Jordan's baptism. Then all of a sudden, in mid-conversation, the sky opened up and the sun bursted out of the dreary, cloudy atmosphere. To say I was amazed would be a feeble understatement. It was very comforting, perhaps even therapeutic. About 10 minutes later, the sun ducked back beneath the clouds. It kept raining. We all prayed, asking for a soft heart going into this Bible study slash baptism. It was certainly a moment which I would never forget. So looking back at that time, this event reminded me of a well-known story in Joshua. It starts in chapter 10, verse 12. I'll go ahead and read it to you. It reads, quote, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and you, moon, over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. The sun stopped in the middle of the day, or in the middle of the sky, and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel, end quote. This remarkable story has some parallels to mine. First, the fact that God would listen to my mere complaint was nearly unbelievable. And the fact that he altered the heavens 
just because of that complaint was even more remarkable. The similarities end here. Joshua clearly had more faith than I had. When he requested that the sun and moon stand still, he undoubtedly believed God would listen to him. My desperate plea for a moment of sunshine can hardly be classified as a prayer. It was primarily a complaint fueled by frustration and dissatisfaction. However, this story clearly exemplifies how God views us. He views us as his children and hates to see us sad or angry or frustrated. As a father, he wants to help us and always has our best interests in mind, even when we are unfaithful, as I was in this instance. I was convinced that by letting me see the sun amidst a stormy day, God was trying to convince me that everything would be okay. And it was. We had a great Bible study, deep conversations, as well as some good laughs. Jordan ended up getting baptized that night, and we all celebrated as the ministry at our favorite restaurant where we had even more laughs. This experience forever changed the way I view God, and I try to reflect on it every time I'm for some reason feeling discouraged. It also inspired me to work on having deep, genuine, faithful prayers like Joshua had that day. If God listens to me when I'm complaining, he certainly listens to my prayers, just as he does to all of us who strive to be faithful to him. As we prepare to take the the bread and cup, like I hope you guys are all feeling encouraged this morning. But if not, remember that God certainly cares and he's fighting for you just as he was fighting for Joshua and the Israelites. Uh, Thanks for listening. Wow, that was awesome. Thanks so much, Kai. Well, um, I'm excited to share one of my favorite Jesus moments with all of you this morning. And um, it's in the Gospel of Mark. And it's chapter 5, and it starts in verse 25. And I'll start reading. It says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And I remember um, one of the first times I read this passage, I was studying the Bible. I wasn't a disciple yet. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, no, this woman is going to be found out. She's going to be found out in front of all these people. 
in front of Jesus. And I was thinking about her, how fearful she was and what she must have been feeling. And the Bible even says that, you know, she went before Jesus and she was trembling. And I wondered why Jesus was having her do this. You know, to me, I was like, this seems unfair. Like, after all, this woman had been suffering for a long time, for 12 years. But what I didn't know at the time was that this woman was also considered uh, an outcast in society. And because of her bleeding, she was unclean. I didn't understand the provisions that God had made for cleanliness at that time. So once I started to learn more and realize what I, what I came to conclude was that Jesus wasn't being unfair at all. In fact, with this woman, it was totally the opposite. That Jesus brought this woman out before the whole crowd and had her share her whole story so that everyone would understand that she was no longer going to be an outcast, that he was actually restoring her. Not only physically did he restore her, but socially in society. And that he actually was holding her up and holding her in great respect. And I was just so moved by the way he goes about this um, with such a kind and caring heart. The very first word out of his mouth when he addresses this woman is daughter. Daughter. And to me, that really struck me. It's like he wanted to make sure that this woman knew who she was and whose she was. That he was saying, you're mine and I love you. And I just think about this woman and how she must have felt hearing those words from Jesus to being an outcast. And now this woman is hearing that it was her faith that had healed her, that he was telling her to go in peace. And he was telling her that she was freed uh, from her suffering. And, you know, this Jesus story, it just shows me that even when I don't understand the situation at hand, you know, and how things look on the surface, you know, Jesus's way is perfect. And he always has our best interest in mind and our best, the best plan possible. It's such a great reminder that I need every day. And just how gracious and compassionate he is with this woman. And I'm just so grateful that he's the same way with me, that he gives me his unending love and the continuing healing that he gives me and that he gives all of us. And, um, I'm just so grateful that through his blood that, you know, was shed on the cross for us, that we can all be healed. We can all be healed and just live at peace. And uh, just so grateful to be able to share this morning. Thank you for letting me share one of my favorite Jesus moments.